America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. The Miracle Medical Clinic is a clinic that has been providing quality health care services to the Houston area since 1996. In a comfortable environment, they are dedicated to helping you live a healthy lifestyle for years to come. For more information, please call 713-464-0236. Or visit us at our website at www.miraclemedicalclinic.com. The Miracle Medical Clinic, where preventive health care is waiting for you. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar4children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna and we're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum. We're a few days away from the fate of our nation, despite whoever goes into office. I believe it's going to be quite an interesting experience for many of us, due to just what's at stake. It's obvious that if you're really paying attention to this current political campaign, you can see that this is really a fight between blue and red. It's is it really about the betterment of the nation anymore? Is it really about, you know, helping the nation? So here I am in the middle of it here in Washington, D.C., with the Meditation Museum, and American Meditating Radio, and Antonia, our producer, has been watching me going, come on, Sister Jenny, you know how to handle all this. Don't get so into it. I said, but I care. There's no way I can just sit back and not do anything. So on November 6th at the Meditation Museum, we're hosting a conversation how to diffuse the anger and remain optimistic by taking our souls to the polls with a lot of leaders from around the country. Dr. Reverend George Holmes, member of the clergy of President Obama, and um, Margaret Placenta Johnston, uh, writer of Faith uh, Beyond Faith. We have also Dr. Aragon Dyke from the... 
Caribbean community of interfaith circles, and of course, Zainab Al-Suwaj from America Islamic Congress, and Reverend Sylvia from Unity, and I will be interviewing all of these incredible voices to see what tools they can give us from their area of expertise to rise above the current turbulent uh, level of consciousness that we're enduring in the country. So how do we unleash our potential as we find ourselves um, cannot get out of the news or the minute you open up your laptop, CNN's got a breaking news on something else happening here or there? Well, we're going to have to turn our attention more inwardly. The interior world of consciousness is definitely going to need a lot of nurturing, a lot of attention, and a lot of care. And I think that the more that we can pay attention to this narrative, the more we will have less fear, because the fear is so high, don't even ask. And as the fear gets higher and higher, we are finding ourselves really struggling to just handle the day-to-day business, the, the just the basic things of going to the supermarket, the grocery store, the basic stuff of just dealing in your relationships. And so we are being called and we're being called to be better people, stronger people. We are being called to stop living from a past system that's no longer serving us. It's it's a rough time for everyone. I think for those who were never in the circle of um, value, you know, now we're seeing those in which our particular country had um, thought that they were less than. They've educated themselves. They have quietly and with conviction and played by the rules, gained their own sense under the sun. And now people with a different color skin are being recognized as the ones that you can turn to for advice, for leadership, for health, for for love. And a lot of other individuals who were not used to that of feeling pretty neglected and left out. And so what do you do when the cycle is turning and it's just not your season? And I don't want to say it's not your season because we're all on the planet, but what can we do together to kind of co-create opportunity and co-create advancement and co-create a sense of safety and power in our country? So I believe that it's when we all live our potential from deep within that we can really begin to feel that we're all in this together and that we all belong. You're listening to America Meditating Radio, your 24-7 online radio show, where we interview some incredible voices from around the country and continue to amplify our own stories. So we're going to play you a wonderful meditation, which we do in every show, to get you into your zone. And this one's on Soul Consciousness by Sister Genity from Knowing Myself Meditation CD. Take a deep breath and relax. Experimenting with these exercises, one is able to discover the sweetness and the beauty that lies in knowing the self. The more I know myself, the more I'm able to maintain the awareness of my true identity and move away from all the different compartments and limitations that I have imposed on myself. The image that we generally have of ourselves is a fairly negative one. 
but that's simply because we don't know who we are. And so we allow external influences to restrict our thinking and put us into boxes and create bondages and feel the pain of those bondages. Meditation is the method of liberation, of becoming free from the false impositions that I have created for myself and I have accepted in terms of what the world has imposed. It is important to experiment with these ideas, sitting quietly, in solitude, in silence within. However, it is equally important to experiment with these concepts during our day-to-day activity. Having had a glimpse of the identity of the self, then, when it's time to leave my little corner of meditation and move into the world outside, I must learn to maintain this awareness of being a point of light, using the physical instrument to look out into the world, using the lips to express my thoughts and ideas, to communicate with others, being the master, listening to the information that I receive, but being the master, deciding, discerning what it is which has value, what it is that will enhance my own awareness, retaining that information, communicating that information, but also being able to filter out that which will pollute my mind, that which will cause my feelings to become corrupt, so that I maintain the integrity of this experience of eternal consciousness. Both things are aligned together. My time in silence, experiencing the eternity of the self, but using this awareness in my day-to-day activity. If through the day I maintain this awareness, then whenever there is a moment at which actions can finish, I could turn inwards and come to the state of Om Shanti and the awareness of Om Shanti, the awareness of peace, is also then expressed through the work that I do during the day. Om Shanti have to love her. Her voice and her vibe just takes you completely into a beautiful space of yourself. Welcome back. You're listening to America Meditating Radio, and that was Sister Genti from her Knowing Myself CD called Soul Consciousness. 
Today, the America Meditating Radio is proud to welcome Misty Burmeister. Now, Misty is an award-winning author, speaker, and entrepreneur, and her passion, humor, and direct approach has inspired audience from coast to coast, from convention halls to C-suites. With a blend of humor, heart, wisdom, and grit, Misty makes audiences laugh while connecting to the heart of what creates high-performing team members. That's a wonderful thing to be doing. Her approach has consistently proven to measurably increase productivity by 20 to 30% in less than a year. Misty is also the host of the Provoking Your Greatness podcast and has authored several books, including Provoking Greatness, Unleashing Your Hidden Potential. And today we have one of our very locals here from Maryland with us, and welcome, Misty, to America Meditating Radio. Good morning. Good morning. What a pleasure it is to be here with you, Sister Jenna, and Om Shanti to you. Well, thank you, and a double Om Shanti back to you. I really want to laugh today because Antonia, our producer, knows how involved I've been in (laughs) in just shifting the vibration of what's going on. And early on in the show, Misty, I was talking about how we're actually being called as citizens to raise our potential as people. And it's no more about blue or red or black or white. We're watching the games of people in powers and poor thing at the cost of innocent Americans who don't understand that it is a game and it is theater. They are taking it to heart, and there's a lot of energy going on because we're in this region together. What I'd love to ask you is um, your thoughts in terms of what is being provoked in us at this time, one. And secondly, how can we use these times to provoke our greatness or to move us more into our greatness? Wow. What is being – great questions, first of all. I love them a lot. Uh, You ask good ones. What is being provoked, hands down, in my perspective? It's anger. And Mm -hmm. I think that what's being stirred is fear and angst, which kind of all comes back to the same energy, angst and fear, which can be incredibly paralyzing. Uh, But I think for people who are aware of what is truly uh, provoking them, what's irritating or agitating them, they can use that energy to get access to what's going on inside of them about what they really mm. care about, what they, the difference that they really want to make. Most people just kind of get irritated and frustrated and have that stirring of energy and do nothing with it, which is right. where it turns into you know all kinds of isms, if you will, has us turn to food, has us turn to alcohol, has us turn to all kinds of things to suppress and get rid of uh, that energy. And I think that right now is a great time to use to use the anger, the irritation, the fear to challenge ourselves to step up and do what we're what we're capable of doing, what we're what we care about doing. Let it stir our curiosity. Right, and and we all know how pain becomes a precursor in helping us to see some things that maybe we've missed inside of ourselves. And I do believe that America is birthing something very different and very new for itself. And I think globally. It's going to create a very massive impact. But I want to talk now about your inspiration to become this leader and motivational speaker. And a lot of us are not just born to say, I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to be a a motivational speaker as we move along. But something starts to happen to you in your journey. You start to feel something that perhaps it's your own sense of what's lacking inside of myself that I have to start to lead me. 
and then it starts to serve others. I know that, that what, that's what happened for me. But what is it that inspired your interest in the study of leadership and motivation? You know, I using what we just started with, uh, anger, <laughs> frustration. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the kid who spent a number of afternoons in juvenile court, you know, dumb stuff like climbing on top of school buildings, swiping a little candy, nothing big, um, but little things to get some attention. <laughs> and uh, I remember just standing there looking at that judge waiting to get, you know, find out what it is that I'm going to have to do to now deal with this issue that I've caused. And sort of being, it was sports that sort of saved my life from, from, from going down that road, which you could clearly see. And in fact, it was sports that got me into the university. I barely got into as a part of um, the class in high school and before that that made the top half possible. So it was, you know, I always thought that I was kind of worthless and I didn't sort of see myself as anybody who could do anything remarkable. And then sports gave me access to see that there was a little something I could work with. And then academics and just the right people gave me just a little bit more of something I could work with. And then, you know, on and on the story goes, and I get into a, a job working with a government contractor in Bethesda, Maryland. So I moved from Colorado out to Bethesda and uh, took a job originally, a fellowship with the National Institutes of Health, and did that for a year, and then I took a job with a government contractor. And after four months of just kind of not doing much with myself and feeling like I, I just didn't have anything of value to add and trying to find a way to make a difference in this company and use the skills that God gave me. Um, I put together a PowerPoint presentation for the CEO of the company thinking, you know, at least I could show her that I know something about the company and then go out and do something with all this great energy that I have because at the time I was just doing meeting planning by myself. I had no team, nobody to work with. And I was living alone, so it was just a lot of loneliness and I was looking for a way to connect with people. And she looked at me at the end of this hour-long PowerPoint presentation that I had poured hours into creating and she says to me, Misty, what did your parents Uh, do to deal with you it's clear you have problems with anxiety do you take medication for that Mm. and in an instant I knew that I would never let anybody ever ever stomp on who I am as a human being and would never work in an environment where I couldn't flourish where I couldn't share the gifts Mm. I have and so the next day I turned in my letter of resignation, and then, Sister Jenna, I realized I had $37 to my name and a $1,000 rent payment coming due, budgeting. Wow. <laughs> I never learned that. I never. I started ditching school in the second grade. I didn't know what a pilgrim was until I was 25, and on and on the story goes. Somehow I managed to miraculously complete two undergrads and a master's degree, but my, all my foundational you know, education just wasn't there. And so I'm staring at this woman and I feel like I'm staring at a judge again. And I can't have that. So I can't go back to where I was. I got to move forward. It can't be here. So now what? And so that's what led me into interviewing in six months, 150 people, cold calling them from the yellow pages, interviewing them. And my curiosity led me to learning what was needed. And what was needed was so clear. The sense of disconnect and distrust between people of different generations was what right. called to me. It's what I was dealing with at the time. And so that's what I that's what I did. Mm. Traveled all around it's the amazing. country with that. Go ahead. Yeah. 
No, no, it's just amazing how, you know, we have our plans for our future when we're younger, and they, they eight out of ten times, they never come out. Life just happens, <laughs> and, and sometimes it gets better than you would have ever planned it, and sometimes it's still a work in progress. But yet all of these pieces are leading us to our ultimate sense of recognition that we are worthy and we're very powerful. And I want to take our conversation towards your book. The title of your book is interesting because it's been titled Provoking Greatness. And I'd love if you could share with our listeners what that means. And are you saying that people need to be provoked to become great? So let's just break down the word, right? Provoke is to challenge people mm-hmm. to step into their greatness. You used something really beautiful earlier when you said pain is a precursor. Well, we don't get to truth and to greatness without a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. We need something to help push us to move. And when I wrote this book, I wrote it because I, t- I told a gentleman who uh, was a mentor of mine at the time, his name's Greg, here in Baltimore, I told him this you know, quick story of part of like what causes me to write, what causes me to continue to do this work for almost 15 years. I told him this story. I was a, I think I was a sophomore, junior in high school, and I was late, as usual, um, to my English class and without my homework. In this case, my teacher was standing there at the door, and she asks me, Miss, you know, where's your homework? I said, Miss Case, I don't have it. She says, why not? I said, you know, I just shrug my shoulders because I don't. And uh, she said, see me after class. I'm like, great, more detention, right? And so we do class, and afterward, you know, all the rest of the students leave. It's just Miss Case and I standing there, and she asks me again where my homework is, and I says, I do not have my homework. And she looks me straight in the eyes, Sister Jenna, and she says, Misty, if I could just take a wire and insert it into your mouth, travel it down your arms to your fingertips, we'd have a writer on our hands today. And then wow. she just turned and walked out like no detention. And, uh, wow. and a writer Don't was born that day. you love teachers like that? Yeah, you, you know, she doesn't remember like that. that. She doesn't. I bet she yeah, I do. But it was a moment, Sister Jenna, where she, I called her, you know, I I wrote a book also called Hidden Heroes, and I acknowledged her in that book, and I called her to thank her, and she doesn't remember it. And that's what Greg said to me, Misty, show me how to do that on purpose, with intention, because probably doesn't even remember it, and she didn't. And so the book is really about showing people how to intentionally challenge people to live out their greatness, not the greatness we think they should live out, because it's very easy to get manipulative in that process. So how do you stay motivational, not manipulative, and helping people to see what they're so naturally good at and to encourage and challenge that to come out? It's a work in progress, isn't it? Like you look at your own life and there might have been a particular stage where, you know, you need to kind of let it all out, give it to everyone so you can see if everyone likes you or if somebody accepts you as you are, you or you show your masks to the world, you know, and just carry on. And some people believe in it and some people don't. But at the end of the day, I think in our quiet moments, we get to feel if we're really being true to our own selves. I mean, I've often felt misty and it even gets deeper and deeper as even my journey just whatever they might say on a global level, it escalates. But for me, it's the same. But I'm not here to prove to you my light. I'm just the light. I'm just light for myself. I don't know if you're getting it or not. I don't know if you're receiving it or not. But I go back to um, wondering back in the days when there were no microphones, no social media, no television, when prophets and sages would speak, 
the the, the quality of the intention, the, the 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 voice of experience of what they believed in must have been so palpable that so many would just sit there and listen. And here we are thousands of years later still finding some kind of sustenance from their truth. So I think that for people who are really just living out their stories, they've really found what they're supposed to do. Kudos to them. I think it's very smooth. It's a beautiful ride. But let's talk about those who are still struggling with that and the vulnerability that comes up when you don't feel very true to your call. And the underlying foundation of your book speaks a lot about vulnerability and requires it. And so you seem to put a lot of emphasis on this importance to provoke greatness. Could you share why is it so important? Wow, you said a lot in what you just shared there. It actually know, got to the uh, to the core of yeah, to the core of me. And I and I got to be honest, I'm not I'm not there. I'm not to a point where I just trust that I'm just the light and there's no need to prove I'm not there. I think that's a part of my own journey and the reason I do this work. I think, you know, it's um, provoking greatness in others is gives me access to remembering to look for it in myself and learning to trust it in myself gives me permission to provoke it in others. And it's not, I don't know that I'll ever get there, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know I'll ever get to a place where I'm 100% just the light and that there's no fears and concerns. But you mentioned vulnerability and yesterday I did something that I've never done before and it might seem so simple and so perhaps trite, but I've never gone live on a video before. I always, yeah. Did you see that by chance? I haven't, no. Oh, okay. Please tell. (laughs) You speak as if you have. I'm in Inspired by you, to be perfectly honest, uh, I feel like you're. Oh, well, I know Facebook Live. That's why I knew it from the beginning when HuffPost first started, because I write for HuffPost, and that's how I, I came to know about it back in the days. But tell me, tell me, what happened when you went live? Oh well, yesterday was Halloween, and so I figured, uh-huh. why not do the thing that's the scariest for me, which is to go uh, live, live on Facebook, on show. any, oh, you know, oh. anywhere, go live, and to be vulnerable in the live feed. And so in that, I I shared that I have this incredible challenge with perfectionism. Like I want everything to be perfect and I don't want to let it go until it's seemingly that way. But yet in trying to make it perfect, I make it inauthentic. And so, um, you know, speaking in a, in a grander perspective for, for others, I think a lot of us are struggling with this idea of perfectionism and we have to have all of the things that we need before we can do even an ounce of what we believe in and what we love. And we're all in some way, maybe not all, maybe that's a little bit too strong, but pretty close to all of us. We have something that we want to do, that we care about, but to even speak it scares us. And because then if we don't achieve it, then we are a failure. And if we fail at something we don't care about, like, no big deal. But when we fail at something that we care tremendously about, it hurts. And I think that's the very reason why so many of us hold back from sharing our gifts, from going after the opportunities that we crave and we sabotage mm. unintentionally because we don't we don't want to deal with the rejection. You're rejecting my soul, you know, not just me, but this is what I believe in. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And I think that we are getting to that point. I mean, 
just today I was actually thinking of writing a letter to my friends uh, to say thank you, thank you for calling and, and, and telling us we need to amplify our media numbers. I really appreciate you looking out for us. I have to tell you, I don't know if it's in our karmas. We're just so good at the person-to-person genre, and that foundation for me is quite strong. And I remembered a friend of mine, we were in Florida, and she was like, why is the social media so low, Sister Jenna, with all the people you know and all that you do? And I went, I know, and you have like 225,000, and I only have 10, but I know all of my 10 people. <laughs> just like we have this big, big <laughs> laugh. Because I just thought that we're reaching a point where we are realizing to be like always trying to self-promote or push ourselves out there it really deeply doesn't feel genuine. If the work that I'm doing is really in service, then even if it's one interested person that I develop and make so powerful that that one is able to uplift a million, then I've really done my work. And even hearing your conversation about, you know, a young rebellious teenager who just needed to be seen or heard, how many children in our school system are like that, can hear you and go, I feel the same way. So how do I provoke my greatness? So you tell these stories, and I think these stories are helping whoever's listening in to really begin to understand um, how best to move their lives forward. Now, I know that we're coming to a close to our beautiful conversation, and I can't end this conversation without asking you about these two particular words that you've mentioned, um, the difference between motivation and manipulation. Can you speak that? <laughs> Oh, I I love that question. What a great one to end on. Yeah, it's really, I think you mentioned about how many children in school systems. I just want to take that to to a greater level even because so often I think, and I will answer your question about motivation and manipulation, but I think so many times we focus on children forgetting the child inside of every adult because so many people that are inside of you know, workforces are on our teams or in our families are struggling with the same things that children are struggling with. They haven't gotten beyond that. And so it doesn't matter who you're talking to, a 4-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 50-year-old, if you can remain focused on looking for the gifts rather than the um, the self-limiting beliefs that um, so constantly appear. You know, there's a there's a saying out there, how do you find such great people. Well, it's sort of like digging for gold. You don't go in looking for the dirt. You go in looking for the gold. And as Andrew Carnegie, you know, the Carnegie manufacturer, a steel manufacturing company. Anyway, it's the whole idea of looking for the greatness in whoever it is that you're interacting with. Now, the difference between motivation and manipulation, it's really easy to look at somebody and think they are obviously very good at accounting or whatever it might be and they should you know focus on that and develop that and develop that and develop that and, and then you start to give them opportunities and why aren't they taking the opportunities and doing something with it god i'm giving them they say they want to do this why aren't they doing what i give them to do and then we get frustrated and the minute we're frustrated we're to acknowledge, I think it's great to acknowledge that we're just in a place of trying to force somebody to do something that they either aren't ready for or don't really want. And so I think to go back to a place of motivating is really to go back to a place of authentic curiosity, to ask more questions. What are you really trying to do and why does it matter to you? 
over and over and over again because the more we do that, the more we help them get clarity about what they're trying to do and why it matters to them. We don't have to push anybody to do anything. What we have to do is be willing to pull out their greatness by helping ask just the right questions and to hold the space for the truth to emerge. Beautiful. Love that. Wow. Really great way to end the show. Um, Leave us with information as to how we can get a copy of your book or um, any events that are coming up for you that you'd like our listeners to know about now. I think the best way to get a hold of me is by going to my website. That's mistybermeister.com. So M-I-S-T-I and Burmeister, B-U-R-M-E-I-S-T-E-R.com. And um, it's actually just... That's the best way you can send me in uh, any information there. The phone number, which is 240-401-4397, is also available on the website. Um, the stuff that's coming up, I actually have something super exciting to tell you about. Uh, just in closing, the University of Maryland College Park just asked me to come deliver a TEDx talk on uh, the purpose of pain, using rage to heal. And that'll be on February 18th. I'll be, I think, the third speaker in. That all that stuff is not up on a website yet, because like most TED talks, they wait, um, they wait for a while before they post everything. But um, I'm really looking forward to doing that. It's way outside my comfort zone. Yeah, way outside <laughs> my comfort zone. So it was, uh, it was handed to me. It didn't come from me, but I just heard it and said, "This is what I'll do." And so here I go. Beautiful. Well, congratulations on that. And Misty, lots of good wishes for all the good that you're doing and um, continued success. Oh, my gosh. Right back at you. I am deeply inspired by who you are, Sister Jenna. Thank you for all you do. All right. Take care and Om Shanti. Bye-bye. Om Shanti. Bye-bye. Today we got so many jewels from Misty and um, just so much of what it means to be provoked, really to be to be urged, to be moved into that. We just can't be stagnant and allow our stagnation to be something we get used to. I don't believe that either. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversation and do go to Misty's website. Uh, feel free to contact us on the americameditating.org website for further information. And don't forget, between November the 3rd to November the 8th, lift up, Lifting Up America, which is a partnership program with a variety of events taking place, one at the Meditation Museum on November 6th in Silver Spring from 2.30 to 3.00 to 4.30. We'd love to have you there. And another one at Unity Church on November 13th from 3 to 5 as we heal and reconcile whatever happens post-election. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here. We are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Here's Emery Franklin on We Are One. Take care, everyone.